0: Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Podcrashing, episode 55, my conversation with podcast magazine creator Steve Ulsher. When I first got into podcasting in 2012, the days of being recognized as a communicator weren't bleak, but a lot of top dogs in terrestrial radio definitely weren't on board. I saw it as a great place to take radio station clients. It was no longer about purchasing 30 second commercials. Two clients bid into my vision to begin a process of sharing their stories, but I didn't know what I was doing. I was spoiled by the army of people who kept radio together, and all I had to do was step up to the microphone and do a four hour show. Podcasting came with a different set of expectations, the main being a little thing called Where am I going to find listeners? Radio station consultants saw what I was trying to craft, but it was always described as being that little thing that Arrow was participating with every episode was trial and error move the hands up to 2020 and now we have podcast magazine not a training magazine for those performing the digital age but a huge opportunity for podcast listeners to locate quality driven performances that's another main issue listeners don't know where to look you can leap all over Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Google and Podbean but unless you know what you're looking for listeners end up just kind of walking away the creator of Podcast Magazine is Steve Olsher. His vision is totally organic and self-paced. Everybody seems to want to build a project and quickly capitalize on making a profit. Not so true with Steve. Develop the monthly magazine first by building up the readers. This truly is meant for podcast fans and followers that really get into the likes of Ronan Farrow to Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, and countless others still wanting to be located. Steve is offering a brilliant first step to a brand new beginning to offering lifetime memberships to the magazine. Once inside, that's where the connection begins. We are Unplugged and Totally Uncut with Steve Olsher.
1: Hey, boss, How are you?
0: Pretty good, man. What about you?
1: You know, another day in paradise. What is not to like?
0: Especially since we've moved into this storytelling generation of podcasting
1: yeah man for sure
0: the age of podcasting is evolving so quickly that the day of mark maron and joe rogan and even howard stern people are getting better and better and better at the craft
1: yeah i couldn't agree more and uh you know obviously we're trying to do our part here to level that playing field so happy uh Happy to chat about that for sure.
0: So when, when it comes to creating a podcast magazine, would you compare it to creating a podcast in general? Because it's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of naysaying against yourself, but yet you still took that chance to put this magazine out there.
1: You know, it's a good question, man. Um, what I would say is there's certainly similarities between what we're doing with the magazine uh, and what you do with a with a podcast, however, there's also a marrying of the medium right? I mean you've got you've got podcasting which has a very traditional look and feel, and then you've got magazines which also have a very traditional look and feel. so for us to do what we're trying to do here uh, and do it effectively, we need to honor both cultures, really, and the histories of both media. So it's um, it, it's a bit of a dance, but there's definitely unique elements to, uh, to both.
0: I got into podcasting because I was that guy that was in the production room at iHeartMedia Media that wanted to take clients to a new level, to bring them more than just a 30 or a 60-second commercial, and then all of a sudden, everybody goes, well, what are you doing? And I would explain it to him, and, and they would laugh. But but it is changing, right? <laughs> Um, we could hope,
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely folks who still look at podcasting as just, let's just call it this cute little closet hobby of, of a few wannabe radio broadcasters. And there are still plenty of people in the radio Space specifically, and broadcasting in general, um, who who look at podcasting with uh, let's just say their noses up in the air a little bit. You know, they they still see it as just this cute little amateur ham radio type of opportunity, uh, as opposed to really being on the on the level of a professional grade broadcast. So, uh, we know what the truth is, but at the same token, uh, the general public believe it or not, is still coming around to the whole notion of not only are podcasts really well produced, uh, but that in in many circumstances, you'll find better content, especially as you get more niche oriented through podcasts than you ever would through broadcast.
0: In your own personal life, how many podcasts did you go through? Because I'm sitting here operating 16 different ones because I am looking for that niche.
1: Well, so right now I have Reinvention Radio and Beyond Eight Figures. Um, So I have two of my own shows and needless to say, we'll be launching the podcast magazine podcast uh, at some point here as well. But as a fan, I mean, I've certainly listened to hundreds, if not thousands of different shows over the years.
0: One of the things that seems to be missing from the podcast generation, and this is the only reason why I created an iHeartRadio channel called Pod Crashing. I was actually going to go on there and be like a movie critic for podcasting, but then I chickened out because I don't want anybody to come after me.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, right? So part of what we're doing is uh, in podcast magazines, uh, as I mentioned earlier, briefly, that we're really leveling the playing field to try to help with discoverability and, and helping shows get into uh, that. It's, let me just put it to you this way. There's an ascending spiral in podcasting where once you have a popular show, which a lot of folks obviously do when they bounce folks from other platforms into the podcasting landscape, they break into the ascending spiral, the charts uh, of Apple or Spotify or Stitch or whatever it might be because they're basically just saying hey fans from here come over here and those folks start rating and reviewing and subscribing to those shows and they end up in the in the charts and so as new fans find the the medium and they start looking at podcasts they see those shows those shows get more ratings reviews downloads subscribes and they stay in the charts right so it's this ascending spiral that's really hard for most shows to break into so you know, what we're doing is a few things to help in that regard. One of the things that we're doing is a review of shows. Uh, each category director will review a show in their category that's called Under the Radar. So that was originally designed as either Under the Radar or overrated. And what what we were going to do with Overrated was take on some of those bigger shows and say, you know, hey, it's, it, it may be in those you know, on those top charts there, but it doesn't mean it's a show you should be listening (laughs) to. So, but at the same token, we kind of chickened out a little bit on that too. And we may readdress that, but for right now, we're just sticking with under the radar. And you know, look, the reality is we we don't want to knock the bigger shows who have done what they have done to really help put podcasting on the map. So even though we may not be the biggest fans of some of those shows, they still have done their part. In helping to to bring podcasting into the mainstream,
0: so many people want to instantly monetize it. They don't understand that there's a process to the progress. How do you help somebody as they're growing forward that you're going to have to put in your time?
1: Well, so there's don't get me wrong here. There are lots of ideas that we have, and actually, in my in my company, part of uh, part of what we do there is help businesses and coaches and authors and speakers make money through podcasting. So we, we do offer those services. But what I want to be really clear on is that podcast magazine is really designed for the fans. Oh. So this is not a magazine that is geared towards podcasters per se or towards the industry per se. What we're really doing is the best analogy I can give you is Sports Illustrated. Right. We're really taking folks beyond the microphone and into the lives of podcasters they love and deeper into the stories that podcast fans can't get enough of. So if you think about People Magazine or Sports Illustrated, that's probably the best two analogies and similar types of publications that I can give you. As it relates to what we're doing with podcast magazine,
0: man, I'll tell you what: if I was an advertiser, I'd be advertising inside your magazine because I can't imagine how many people are going to be jumping in that direction to get a connection.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's great because needless to say, there are already millions of people who love podcasts and listen to podcasts on on a daily basis. But the industry, really, I believe, is, is still very much, and I'm sure you share the same thinking as well is very much in its embryonic stages. I mean, I, I think we're still very much in the infancy uh, as, it, as it relates to the medium, as opposed to being in, uh, in in more of a state of maturation.
0: I was talking with the, the creator of Disgraceland, and I said, you know, we're, we're pioneers right now, just like it was back in the, the 50s and 60s of radio. And he says, no, I still think we're 20 years from that.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's legitimate. Perspective. I, I I do think, however, that when you look at what's going on, for instance, with the cars, with Wi-Fi being a standard accessory in most vehicles rolling off the assembly line, with the Apple CarPlay and Google CarPlay. Now being more dominant on the dashboard. As a matter of fact, and, and you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this. It's easier on the dashboard of today's cars to find podcasts than it is actually to find terrestrial radio. So I, I think we're, we're further down the line than he's than he's letting on to. But it's still very early.
0: One of the things uh, coming from the terrestrial radio side of the business, uh, I you know, and your magazine is geared toward those that listen to podcasts people who won't stop cussing do we really need it on the podcast yes
1: you know we do i mean and and i'll say it to you this way because all you got to do is look at howard stern yeah i mean howard howard's a perfect example of somebody who said look if you're going to try to control what i do then i'm going to jump over to satellite and so (laughs) did that work out well for him financially i think it worked out pretty darn good right so so the truth is the And the fact of the matter is that with the, you know, the FCC and so on and and really censoring what takes place through traditional broadcasting means it's, it's fine, and there's a place for that. But at the same token, we don't want to restrict that freedom of speech. And so if it's not your cup of tea, find a different podcast.
0: There you go. What's the best way for someone to find out more about you, especially when it comes to advertisers?
1: Uh, well, you know, let's let's get folks uh, to the magazine first, and then if they decide they actually like it, we'll figure out advertising later. <laughs> but um, we, we wholeheartedly uh, recommend that folks grab a free lifetime subscription while they can. Uh, And we are offering that right now at podcastmagazine.com. So podcastmagazine.com. Keep it simple.
0: Dude, I would love to create a platform with you uh, that each month as you do your podcast magazines, if you want to ever just come back on the show and just talk about what your features are, because as a community of of podcasters, I think we can all grow together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Happy to do that and uh, super excited to get this inaugural show out and and it, it's a beast man it, it'll be well <laughs> over 100 it'll be well over 100 pages and uh i, I can share with you and, and you'll get the exclusive on this at this point because i haven't shared it elsewhere but uh the january cover feature for our inaugural issue here uh is glenn washington oh, of my. snap judgment heaven's gate and spooked and um and you know we thought long and hard about hey who do we want to have on and what do we want to do here and uh we really just thought glenn was the ideal representation of who we wanted on our inaugural cover
0: I love it. I love it. Please come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, dude.
1: Appreciate that. Thanks.
0: You'd be brilliant today, okay?
1: You also.